Good morning. I'm James Homan from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, December 15th. In today's news, Marco Rubio is threatening to torpedo the tax bill. Rex Tillerson could be out as early as February, and new emails have been uncovered in the Russia investigation. But first, the big idea. Democrats risk overplaying their hand by pushing too hard for President Trump's resignation. Pennsylvania Democrat Bob Casey is saying that Trump should resign, and it's become a flashpoint in his re-election race. He was responding this week to the president's risque tweets about Kirsten Gillibrand, the New York senator, in which he said she'd do anything for money. Casey said Trump's documented history of sexual harassment and assault should have been disqualifying during last year's election. He said he knows Trump won't resign, but that he should. Casey's Republican challenger, Lou Barletta, a congressman, has seized on this and is attacking the senator for not focusing on the issues that directly impact the lives of everyday Pennsylvanians. He said that Casey's also trying to invalidate the results of the election. Many politically savvy Democrats worry that this counterattack just might work. Several top operatives tell me that they think fighting over whether Trump should resign is not the way to win in 2018, especially after this week's election in Alabama showed that they have so much promise and that even the House is now in play. A lot of these Democrats think Hillary Clinton blundered by trying to turn the 2016 election into a referendum on Trump's baggage and boorish behavior. They note that he won even after the Access Hollywood tape came out and more than a dozen women accused him of misconduct. These Democrats are nervous that the conversation over whether Trump should resign has sucked up too much precious political oxygen, distracting voters at the expense of the tax debate. A lot of Democrats think they can win that battle since so many voters already see the GOP bill as a giveaway to the rich at the expense of the middle class. Buttressing the concerns of the Democratic establishment, national Republicans seem eager to brawl with Casey over whether Trump should resign. They see this as an opportunity to gin up their fractured base and portray the senator as more liberal than most Pennsylvanians believe he is. That's probably why Casey is the only senator from a state Trump carried last year to say he should resign. But these lawmakers are facing intense pressure from their base to take as hard a line on Trump as possible, even if it risks alienating the middle-of-the-road voters that the party needs to take control of Congress next year. People familiar with Casey's thinking say that the senator just doesn't see this as a particularly risky position to stake out in the present climate. His team is more than happy to talk about how Barletta, his Republican opponent, defended Trump immediately when the Access Hollywood tape came out, as well as his recent refusals to condemn Roy Moore in Alabama or Blake Farenthold in Texas. Matt Bennett, a co-founder of the center-left group Third Way and a senior official in Bill Clinton's White House, proposed an 80-20 rule for Democrats when I talked to him yesterday. With control of Congress now clearly in the balance, he says 80% of what voters hear from Democrats better be about what they will do to ensure that everyone everywhere has opportunities to earn a better life. That means they can talk about Trump 20% of the time. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one, Senator Marco Rubio could delay a vote on the tax bill. The Florida Republican announced that he will vote against the bill as it stands unless a child tax credit for working families is expanded. GOP leaders thought they had the votes, and they were hoping to pass this bill early next week. But the opposition from Rubio, and perhaps Senator Mike Lee from Utah, who hasn't decided either way whether to support the bill, could delay or even derail this effort. Senator Bob Corker of Tennessee is already expected to vote no on the final bill. 
If only two other senators defect, then Vice President Pence could break the tie. But the bill's dead if Rubio, Corker, and Lee go against it. Pence yesterday postponed a trip to the Middle East by a few days in case he's needed to break the tie. Number two, emails turned over to investigators show that British music promoter Rob Goldstone tried to arrange a meeting between Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin just one month after he announced his presidential bid. There's no indication that the campaign followed up on Goldstone's offer. Goldstone invited Trump to attend one of his client's parties in Moscow and said that the client could arrange a meeting with Putin. An attorney for the client, a Russian pop star who Trump had known from when he did a beauty pageant in Moscow, said that he did ask Goldstone to invite Trump to the party, but he was unaware that Goldstone suggested he could set up a meeting with Putin. Goldstone made several Russia-related overtures to Trump officials during the election. He most famously brokered the 2016 Trump Tower meeting with a Russian lawyer. Meanwhile, President Trump and President Putin spoke by telephone on Thursday. Number three, several aides close to Trump are counting down the days until Rex Tillerson leaves as Secretary of State. They predict that what's being called the Rexit, like Brexit, but Rexit, will come in February. Tillerson and Trump have clashed on several policy issues, including again this week, negotiations with North Korea, as well as the U.S. withdrawal from the Paris Climate Accord and plans to move the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem. Inside the White House, there are regular conversations about who will replace Tillerson, even as he remains in the job. CIA Director Mike Pompeo, for example, may no longer be the leading choice because it means he would not brief Trump every day. The president likes him in that role. And after this week's loss in Alabama, it also seems less likely that Trump would put Senator Tom Cotton, a Republican from Arkansas, in charge of the CIA to replace Pompeo because that would mean another special Senate election. And Republicans just don't want to take the chance with a 51 to 49 majority. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, December 15th. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend. I'm James Hillman, and I'll talk to you on Monday.